Hello, and welcome to episode 13. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable Podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, FAQs, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake, this week is a listener requested topic again. Lovely. Yes. So, I think, you know, again, the holidays are coming up, slash, New Year's resolutions are coming up. Uh huh. And um, I think it's a pretty big thing now of meal prepping and it's been around for a while i've been doing it i think the entire time i've been married so going on eight years um and and you invented it so i did i have been going on for a solid eight years yeah i'm the creator of (laughs) meal prepping Uh (laughs) all those people who make meal prep containers really should be paying you a royalty i agree and I'm kind of salty they haven't, so my well, lawyers will be in contact. Maybe they'll hear this and realize that they fudged up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the question basically was just like how to meal prep, which is a broad sure. question. So I thought that yeah. since you and I have very different styles of meal prepping, we could just go through our tips and tricks on meal prepping. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. <laughs> I just realized that like at the beginning of every episode, uh is you like laying the groundwork for the episode and I'm just saying, yeah. 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 So everyone <laughs> probably thinks that I just like don't want to talk about it. But this is one of the things that I actually enjoy talking about this because is, I, I've I, been doing this for a while. Yes. I know Jake has a lot of knowledge on this, so this might even be a two-parter because okay. I think meal prepping is great just in general for people, but I yeah. think it can definitely help you with your goals and stuff. And I know there are some people that have reached out to us and said they want us to do like a nutrition podcast, which I'm not, not a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah. But what we could do is talk about what we've learned in our different yeah. areas of growing. So if that's something you're interested in, hit us up, let us know. This will yeah. be a little bit more basic. Yeah. This is, um, yeah, I think. I think it's important to make the distinction that like meal prepping does not mean that you have, you, you don't have to have a specific like performance or body goal to benefit from meal prepping. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the major benefits of it is that it's super cost effective versus mm-hmm. going out to eat all the time. And um, one of the major, so I have this kind of theory, like one of the major reasons why I meal prep is because um, I suffer from something that I call decision fatigue, which is like, you know, if I have too many options, like if I don't have something just preset, like I'm going to eat this every day, blah, blah, blah. Like the band, the mental bandwidth it takes for me to decide every day, what am I going to have for lunch today? Like what sounds good? Yeah. Um, that's just like mental energy that I don't want to be spending all the time. So if you have some of these, if you have like any time that you can optimize your life by like removing decisions and removing all that from like your day to day, frees up mental bandwidth to do other things. And so I've always kind of felt like, well, if I'm going to be doing that already, it's not that much more effort to like dial it in to whatever like physical goals I have at the same time. Yeah. So um, once you like are meal prepping, like, and you kind of get into the groove of it, the amount of effort that it takes to kind of go from like level one to level two is pretty minimal. You just have to learn um, some basic nutrition ideas. But yeah. um, Yeah. I think definitely for me, like as a wife, I don't have kids yet, but having the hubs come home and be like, what's for dinner? And I want to (laughs) throw the pot and pan at him. Make it yourself, son. Yeah. (laughs) Or after, you know, a long day, the last thing you want to do is think about cooking. So at least having something that you can grab, maybe that was in the freezer that you meal prepped or something. Right. I know that, you know, parents that have kids, it can be super easy, like time saving or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think um, most people, like, I think I'm generally fairly healthy, especially during the week. But, there are weeks where like I will not have had a chance to meal prep. Like I do all my meal prep. Um, so one way that I probably differ from a lot of people is I meal prep 
all three meals for seven days. And I do all of that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's like a weekend that I'm out of town or something and I can't get to it, like that whole next week is basically shot. Yeah. And I basically eat like garbage that yeah. entire week because it's so much easier to like for me to go to the cafeteria at lunch or like stop somewhere for dinner on the way home. Because yeah. like you said, the last thing you want to do like after a day of work or whatever is come home and then also have to wait another hour for your meal. Yeah. Especially if you're like me and you get hangry. Yeah. Like my, I, my brain is useless when I'm hungry and I'm also extremely testy. Yes. Like, uh, you can ask my girlfriend, she has like started to see (laughs) the wrath of hangry Jake. And so now (laughs) she knows that, uh, if I haven't eaten for like four hours, the first thing we should do is probably go get something to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen those meal prep memes where it's like meal prep for the whole week and it's like a slice of pizza and a bush light? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that is some people's meal prep, I guess. I mean, so to be fair, it doesn't have to be healthy meal prep. Yeah, it it depends on what you're trying to go for. Like I think, and we'll we'll get into this and we should probably get into the real tips here soon. But um, I think, you know, like I said, a lot of people can benefit um just mentally from not having to worry about like every day I have to make these decisions mm-hmm. um, financially there's benefit. So like, even if it's not technically healthy or um, supporting any sort of goal, I think it's still worthwhile. Yeah. Even if it's just leftovers from some big meal that you had, you know, you're eating Thanksgiving dinner for a week. That's fine. Yeah. That's a week worth of food that you're not buying at, you know, McDonald's or whatever. So. Yeah. Or Chipotle. So what's your first, um, your first tip for meal prepping or first do you want to do you want to explain like your style of meal prepping versus mine Ooh, i get to go first this week sure yeah oh okay um so my style is a little different as i don't meal prep meals individually like some people will buy containers or they have tupperware and they'll meal prep like for example like chicken broccoli rice and they'll have seven containers and that's what's in it And I've learned, I've done that before. I've done that for the majority of my meal prepping experience. And I recently switched and this way works for me so much better. And it works better in my brain because Mm. I am not the type of person that likes. So I like consistency, convenience, and variety. And those three things don't work together. It's like a Venn diagram, (laughs) you know, where it's like, if you want consistency and convenience (laughs) or variety and convenience. Yeah. So it's like, I had to really find a way that was going to work for me. And on top of that, my training goals, because my meal prep is serving a very specific purpose right now. Right. So for all of that to say, I saw um, trifecta systems, which is like a meal service that you can buy. Right. And it's different from other meal services because they just send you bulk pre-cooked food. And Mm. I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So what I do now is I just come up with um, like staples. So I'll cook up like a bunch of chicken with Mm -hmm. a different seasoning that week or -hmm. something. I'll cook up a bunch of veggies, a bunch of potatoes for my staples. Um, And then I can mix and match things. So I also like, I really like tuna sandwiches or like Mm -hmm. tuna with crackers. So I can mix and match all those things. And I'm not the type of person that's like my meals need to match, you know? Right. So it's like, I will eat a tuna sandwich with a bowl of ramen because I just need... (laughs) I just need to hit major food groups. Right. So that's really been working well for me. And the same with breakfast. I'll just pick things that kind of go together that are easy to grab because I am working at home. So I do have the convenience of like, oh, I can kind of like put it in the microwave or kind of do that. Mm -hmm. The best thing for me, though, is just knowing, oh, I have like this already cooked. Like, it's not like, oh, what's for lunch? I have to cook the chicken. I have to cook the potatoes. It's like, it's already cooked. I don't really mind assembling it. And then that allows me to have variety because I can mix and match and the meals don't feel as like the same, but they're the same consistent foods. So my body knows what it's getting. Sure. And it's convenient for me because then Mm -hmm. if I do need to take it somewhere, I can put it in a Tupperware and it's like done and it doesn't take me a long time to like put it together. Right. Um, Yeah, that's interesting because that method, like even just thinking about it, stresses me out. Yes, but it like the way you do it, like gives me it like it was so to the point overwhelming that I just went isn't eating. Yeah, and because I was like, I don't want to eat out, but I don't want to do that, and so that was just like, well, I guess I just am not eating. Yeah. 
So to to clarify the difference, um, I guess I already said it, but I will meal prep five to seven, depending on you know what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, days worth of all three meals. So like mm-hmm. I will do all of my breakfasts, all of my lunches, all of my dinners, and then like my snacks every day. I like I plan my snacks, and they're mm-hmm. always the same. Like mm-hmm. yeah, and usually week to week, that's all the same. Like yeah. I think I've been eating the same dinners every day of every week for the last at least six months. I could not do that. (laughs) I could not. And part of that comes from, like I said, the decision fatigue thing. Um, Like I've found something that works and that like, I know off the top of my head, I know how many calories I'm eating like every day. Like it's super easy for me to kind of rescale things if my goals change within the same meals. Yeah. Um, So I don't like, it's kind of just autopilot for me and I've sort of, developed this concept of um food for function yeah and i think about that a lot especially in the context of like the five-day work week yeah so i usually and this is convenient for me like if i don't have any specific training goals like if i'm just trying to maintain um and i'm just trying to like enjoy life basically what i'll do is i will dial in my diet for five days and i'll make sure that like this is going into like pretty technical stuff already, but I'll make sure that like for the majority of my week, my calorie intake is like a a deficit. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm eating less calories than I'm burning so that on the weekends I have a lot more wiggle room and I usually still come out either below or at maintenance unless I went on like a major binge, which (laughs) is a thing that happens. But um, I don't know. Like I just, I've gotten to the point where I like, I I've found something that works. Like my dinners are always the same. My breakfasts are always the same. And my lunches are always like some variation of chicken and something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, it gets boring, but you know, I eat my lunch. I basically scarf down my lunch cause I work out, I get an hour for lunch at work. And so I go to the gym over that hour and then I eat at my desk while I'm working. Yeah. So I'm not like sitting there like, trying to enjoy the experience and usually by the end of the day I'm so hungry that I would eat literally anything so like it it doesn't really matter to me that it's not like a gourmet or like appealing meal like especially the dinners I'm I always look forward to the dinners just because of how hungry I am at the end of the day and you eat so fast like Jake (laughs) I can attest that Jake will eat and it won't even touch his mouth like he's just swallowing whole bites the uh the second date I went on with my girlfriend, it was the first time that we ever ate together. And I <laughs> I literally had to say, um, I just need to say this right now and I don't wanna like scare you off. And she got so nervous and I said, I eat disgustingly fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to lay the groundwork right there. Like I understand that I do and it's pretty gross, but you know It's not like gross, um, but it's just like impressive. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like it's just like is it even like, are you even tasting it? Well, I mean, that's what I mean when it's as like bland as the meals that I'm eating. Like, yeah, it there's not really worth tasting. Is your lunch and dinner the same meal, or do you no, no. do those different? No, they're they're all different from each other. Oh, but that's like good. week to week to week, they're generally the same. Yeah, yeah, if they were all the same, same thing. Yeah, I could not do chicken and broccoli three times a day. No, would, no, no. I would no, no, no. not enjoy that. The lunch yeah. is the one that I can really kind of um, like that's where I give up a lot in the way of like flavor because it's such like a quick, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't really sit and enjoy it, but I really enjoy breakfast. So like I make sure that that's something that's at least semi pleasurable. And then my dinner is, um, pasta with red sauce. So like I'm Italian, mm. we're Italian. Yeah. So like it never really gets old. But yeah. 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 So I guess all that to say my first tip would be, <laughs> uh, keep it simple. Yeah. If you're someone like me that, you don't you don't like having to think of a new recipe every week then just don't yeah um like don't spend a whole bunch of time and this is a thing when i first started like seriously meal prepping um i surprisingly spent a bunch of time on pinterest like trying to find like um things that i wouldn't get tired of you know mm-hmm. i was making like stuffed peppers and like mm-hmm. jalapeno poppers and like all this crap and unless you really enjoy, like if, if cooking and meal prepping is this sort of like cathartic experience for you, or you like really enjoy the process of that, um, don't feel like you have to do it. Like, yeah. Um, like don't meal prep for the sake of being able to post it on Instagram and let everyone know that you're meal prepping. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I like, 
I sort of got to this point where if all of my meals are pretty bland and it's fine and I understand the purpose of it, um, then like when I go out to dinner with my girlfriend or I get to enjoy another meal that's like outside of that, it means a lot more to me than mm-hmm. like if I'm always eating like super fancy food, which is kind of yeah. like a weird mental thing for me. But um, it allows for some reason it allows me to enjoy like the quote unquote cheat meals. Yeah. Um, a lot more because of they're like completely new flavors from what I'm really used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. I guess <laughs> Considering you're eating like unseasoned chicken at lunch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's your what's your next tip? Uh, my first tip is like find what works for you. So as I said, when I like first started, I was trying to do what everybody else was doing. And right. it's probably just because like I was going on Pinterest or I, that's like all I knew. And I think it's that's the pretty standard way of meal prepping. Yeah, absolutely. I think the way that I'm doing it and the way trifecta systems that like I saw is kind of a newer way of doing it. Um. But the way they do it is because they send it to athletes. So then the athletes can measure out their food, which is why yeah. it works well for me. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I think that's, like, a big thing because, like you were saying, it didn't work for you to be, like, these gourmet meals. And yeah. It was just way too much time. <laughs> I yeah, did not want to spend that much time stressing. on it on a Sunday. And, like, you're trying to always find new recipes. And if there's, like, a new recipe that doesn't work, then you're, like, stuck with this, like, crappy meal all week. Right. And it can just be, like, really overwhelming. So I do that. And then I also write out a menu on my fridge because since I'm not, you know, just grabbing and going, I have all these different, like, compartments or pieces mm-hmm. of meals. Mm-hmm. Um, I write out, like, a menu on my fridge for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I just know what's always there in case I'm hungry. And I'm, like oh, I'm really hungry. What can I have? And I can just look there and be like, okay, tuna sounds good. Zucchini sounds good. And ramen sounds good. And I can just grab those things. Yeah. And that's helped me just because then I always know what I have. And then I'm not just like forgetting things and throwing away right. like veggies. Yeah. Um, And, but like my roommate, she just meal prepped yesterday and she literally has this huge Tupperware. It's so yeah. massive. It takes up like half of her side of the fridge. And she meal preps enough for her to eat for lunch and dinner for like two weeks of that exact same meal. I think she makes like one other. She made like chicken also. Two weeks? Yeah, she can. I mean, what she safe. just made, I it's like soup. So it's not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> food's not supposed to sit that long. So my girlfriend, uh, she works at a restaurant and she's always writing me about like, Jake, that's been in there for eight days and it went bad two days ago. <laughs> So I'm like constantly throwing things away that are like probably okay. But She does not uh, want to come to my house then because we eat yeah. and drink very questionably like expired stuff. I, uh, so I have these, I've talked about this before, but I have these frozen turkey sausage patties that I get uh-huh. at Walmart for breakfast. And the other day, like in my tired stupor in the morning, instead of putting it back in the freezer, I put it on top of the fridge. So oh, I came, no. I came home or like Saturday morning, I was going to the gym and I looked up and I saw this bag of sausage on the, on the top of the fridge. And I was like, I shouted an expletive word and, um, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend was like, what? And I like quickly threw it back in the fridge. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we, oh yeah. We left and I ended up buying a new bag, but I was for sure planning on continuing to eat Oh, I for sure would have. Yeah. But, There's a couple uh, of things that like will get left out and I'm like, okay, we can't eat that anymore. But right. I definitely push that boundary a little bit. I, yeah. I, uh, I generally don't mess around with old chicken just because chicken in yeah. general is kind of, and, and ground beef, which those are the two things that I usually eat every day. So yeah. I'm kind of hosed, but um, <laughs> there are a lot of things that have a better shelf life than meat. I but. read that um, the expiration date on milk is actually not because it goes bad. Like you can drink expired milk, but it's just the taste that is yeah, why it's, it's, it's gone it, gross. Yeah. That like most people aren't going to drink it if it's chunky or like, well, yeah, I mean like, but you won't actually get sick from it. Milk. Yeah. yeah. And like yogurt is like mold yeah. basically. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fun fact. So, gross. and I figure, you know, if I'm going to get food poisoning, like just clean me out good clean out and start fresh <laughs> it's on a good Monday. way to lose a few pounds <laughs> yeah hit my goal I, weight <laughs> i found that out after i ate some bad eggs last year Ugh, that 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 oh my that gosh was the first time in a while that i had abs like I, super visible abs i'm literally having like a panic attack right now that is my 
literal I th- nightmare. I don't know if it was the eggs or if it was like stomach flu because a few days later, like someone else at my office got the same sort of sickness, but I definitely ate some expired eggs and then um, that night oh, I was up all night. So. I literally like the and, back of my you know, mouth wants to throw up. It's be- The reason I did that was because I didn't meal prep and I didn't have anything to eat. Like my, I don't keep, I don't keep spare food in the house. Like the only food I have is the food that I've meal prepped and like a thing of rice. I've literally eggs. seen your fridge when you're like at the end of the week. It's literally just like it's empty. It's like a case yeah. of beer is all that's yep. in there. Yeah, it looks like the workings of a psychopath. <laughs> it's I don't know if it's more psychopathic to see it at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week. At the beginning of the week, the only thing that's in there is um, like 15 black boxes. <laughs> <laughs> All pre-portioned out and everything. But. So what is your breakfast that you eat? Um, so I started making egg cups. Oh, like yeah, I just yeah, take, yeah. I use egg whites. So I just take... Uh, I found out that a third of a cup is exactly one muffin tin. Oh. So I just like fill up a muff- muffin tin and then I know exactly how much to put into my fitness pal. And I eat two of those and two little turkey sausage patties in the morning. And sometimes yeah. a, pro- a protein shake, but not always. You yeah. were eating those bloob oatmeal. Bloob smooths. Oh, yeah. yeah. Overnight oats. Yeah. yeah. Those are super good. So if you want like a tasty breakfast, I highly recommend doing like an overnight oats thing, yes, but love. I didn't like having to see this is another thing. I'm lazy. I didn't like having to make that every night before I went to work. You could because, make them like on Sunday and they sit all week. Yeah. But if you're doing, um, if you have like wets, wet stuff in with the, with the oats, oh, like they get gross yeah. after like a day or two. So you end up having to remake them every Anyways, now and again. Yeah. Like for a while I was pre bagging everything and putting it in the freezer and then I would just add yogurt to it. Ooh. But, um, then I, that was when I was trying to gain weight and now I'm not. So I'm not trying, I'm trying not to eat as many carbs. Mm, so I don't yeah. want to eat um, carbs, yeah. that many carbs in the morning. Interesting. You're yeah. so analytical. This just. Well, I, that's the thing. Like, that's what I, that's what I was saying. Like, if I'm going to do the effort of meal prepping anyway, it's not that much more work for me to get super granular with it because yeah. that's just the way my brain works. And that's the. That's why your method stresses me out because <laughs> um, like if I'm meal prepping, I, I want to know how much I'm eating every day and I'm like all or nothing, you know, yeah. I, have to, I have to do it a hundred percent correct or just like not do it, do it at all. So if I, and since I eat on the go, like I have to, you know, I don't work from home. If I worked from home, I would maybe experiment with, with your method, but um, like I would have to weigh everything out every day before. Which I do. Right. But. That's like, I would have to be doing it in the morning or at night before bed. And that's just yeah. like, you know, time that I don't yeah. want to spend I mean, daily. it's super easy because since I'm doing that already, like I'm already making the meal. It's like, okay, I'll just weigh it out real quick and then throw it in the microwave. But if right. I was like not working at home and the days I am not at home, I don't do that. I do it the yeah. night before. Yeah. But yeah. Hopefully all of this so far is at least good for people to know that there's not like one right way to do it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat as long as you kind of know what you're what you're trying to accomplish here. So, what's your next point or tip? Um. So yeah, like like we were saying, my meals are pretty bland, especially lunches, and those can be a major grind sometimes, especially if I have a lot of volume of food that I'm eating that day. <laughs> so one thing that I've started to experiment with is different sauces. So like mm-hmm. I'll generally make like. I'll make some variety of chicken, whether it be like baked chicken or like pressure cooker, slow cooker, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and the way that I differentiate it all is just using different types of like sauces and seasonings mm-hmm. and stuff that go on it. Um, one thing that I really like to do is salsa on chicken because mm-hmm. there's like very low caloric value to most salsas mm-hmm. and it's pretty tasty. And I just recently got, um, this was actually a tip from our mother. Oh. Um Whoever makes, I don't even know what brand it is. It's in my cabinet. I should grab it. But um, there's a brand that makes sugar-free barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. It's like the one actually decent one that's Mm -hmm. at the store. Um, They've also started to make uh, teriyaki sauce and like a honey mustard and all this kind of stuff. So um, I went out on a limb and I got the sugar-free teriyaki sauce. It's like five calories per serving. And that was a major key today. Today was Mm -hmm. my first day having it. I let the chicken marinate in there for like 20 minutes and then nice. added a little topper of 
of teriyaki sauce on the end at when I put them in my Tupperwares and it made the broccoli taste nice. Oh and yeah, nice and okay and yeah, yeah. yeah it it's like great. a low key like Chinese meal. Yeah, yeah. Which I like, love Chinese food. I do too, for sure. So. Um, Ooh, you could add th- a little bit of rice if you're like me who yeah. needs carbs. Like if, if you're feeling saucy. Ooh, <laughs> I might steal spicy. that. That might be yeah. next week. Yeah. So I, I guess that is another tip that I have too is even if you're, this is kind of just like a general nutrition tip, I guess. But um, even if you're not trying to like restrict your calories or whatever, um, one way that you can stay like pretty far ahead of most people in terms of eating healthy is making sure you understand like if your sauces are full of fat and sugar or not. Yeah. Um, because that will, that adds up a lot. Like it if you look at this, you. if you look at the serving size on like ranch or ketchup or some mm-hmm. of those like super high calorie sauces, it's two tablespoons and that yep. is still like 140 calories. That's the same with peanut butter. People don't realize that like peanut mm-hmm. butter is good for you, but not like a cup or like a fourth a cup. Like a serving right. is two tablespoons like if you actually weigh out a serving of peanut butter you'll be shocked <laughs> it's at so how much sad. peanut butter you actually eat yes like it's yeah it's like it one shoots sp- up my it basically like i put peanut butter on a tortilla for like a pre-workout snack and mm-hmm. uh, you basically can't taste the peanut butter over the taste yeah, of the tortilla it's <laughs> and that's so a full sad. Serve. that's one serving. i literally save calories just so i can eat peanut butter for my snack yeah because i lot, love hey, it so much there's a lot of people that do that and that's yeah. another thing too is like if there are this has nothing to do with meal prepping but um if there are certain foods that you really enjoy like it's not outside of question to like save your calories for those things it's like my girlfriend and i go back and forth about this all the time because she's like (laughs) she loves sweets like Mm -hmm. like not even like high quality sweets like candy (laughs) like just like anything that's sweet she will like if she sees it, she go mm, candy or like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just not that way because I, I far prefer to have like good savory things. So like I will almost always skip dessert to have another helping of, you know, whatever entree we're eating, but cannot relate, but that has nothing to do with meal prepping. So That's we okay. won't spend it's too much good. time on it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next tip? Um, Start small and start with one meal at a time. So if you're just starting, Um, don't feel like you need to get to the point that Jake is at where he is doing every meal for the whole week because that's kind of an experienced move. Um, that's something when I first started a a psychopath move. (laughs) (laughs) I also just don't, that's also like a preference thing. Like I don't like doing that. I'll re-meal prep if I need to on like Wednesday or Thursday because I do meal prep for the whole week. I do my weekends too, just because of. I'm in training. I need to make sure I have at least some food in the house. Yeah. Weekends I will eat out or like be a little bit more lenient, but I just have to know that there's like something in the fridge for me. Some good choice that you can something. default to like yeah. in the absence of anything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, start small, start with one meal at a time and don't feel like you need to go all out and meal prep a whole week's worth of three meals. Just start with something that would be convenient or that would help you so like start with just meal prepping a lunch for three days or start with just meal prepping dinner and go from there or you can do something like my roommate ashley does and just start there and make a lot of something Mm -hmm. and break it down and then be like okay that was easy now Mm -hmm. let's add another meal into this like rotation yeah just because it can be super overwhelming making a lot of food on one day and it can be super overwhelming trying to balance all of those things and like knowing what you want. And especially if you're trying to count macros or calories or whatever your goal is, it just kind of exponentially gets harder if you're not used to it or if yeah. you're not used to like keeping track of stuff. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. And um, that's another reason why my meals are so simple is mm-hmm. because I am trying to keep track of everything with reasonable detail. Mm-hmm. And once you start making things that are all mixed together, it makes yeah. it harder. So like, that's why my meals are always like chicken and, or like um, two or three ingredients really yeah. at the max, because that way I can weigh, I can measure everything out, but they're not all so isolated that they taste like garbage apart from each yeah. other. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is to say like, um, you don't have to start there. Like just start yeah. with whatever makes sense to you and 
kind of get into the groove of just establishing that routine. Um, and then as you start to figure out what you want to accomplish, you've already got the habits formed and you're mm-hmm. just, then you're just sort of turning the knobs a little bit differently to get to yeah. where you want to be. So I like yeah. that tip. And even if you just start with like meal prepping a smoothie the night before, like mm-hmm. and putting it in your fridge or your freezer and then grabbing and going and drinking on the way to work, like that seems that doesn't seem like a lot because you're like, oh, it's just one day. But it's like you're getting used to doing something ahead of time and you'll mm-hmm. get used to how convenient it is when you don't have that. Cause like I used right. to do the overnight oats and then like if I forgot to do them, I'm like, oh, I don't have anything for breakfast. I guess I just won't right. eat. And like, and then your whole day is ruined. Yes. And you're like, just like off. Yeah. I'm all about establishing, like I said before, I think one of the big, the biggest benefits of meal prepping is like the mental capacity benefit that you get from not having to do mm-hmm. something every day. Um, especially in the mornings. Like I think morning routines are super undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not the best example of it right now because I will more or less roll out of bed and like super rush, like try to get to get to work. Um, but the times in my life that I've had a really structured morning routine, um, I think those were the days that I've had the most like mental clarity for the yeah. rest of the day. So. Yeah. My mornings are way different than that because I like to enjoy like a slow morning. So I don't mm-hmm. actually even meal prep. I just have food in the house that I know can make a breakfast. Like if I don't have, right. like I have what I want for breakfast and they're super easy. It's like yogurt, granola, and a banana. Like it's not right. like I'm like making like this like eggs Benedict or anything. Right. It's still like literally three ingredients right. that I plop on my food scale and that's it. But like I like being able to like let my coffee and like do this and like sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. So for that, I only have to meal prep really two meals, but... Mm-hmm. That still works for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I think my next tip would be, I'll combine a couple of these. Okay. Um, the first one is get a pressure cooker. Yes. Or even better than that, a combo cooker, which can be either a pressure cooker or like a crock pot. Slow is that like the instant pots can do instant both? Pot. Well, some of them can. I think most of them can. I think yeah. mine can do both. Yeah. Mine is huge, so I feel like it's the... Yeah, I have a combo cooker, and it is killer because, um, like, you can do... I've done, like, five pounds of chicken that yeah. pressure cooked it in, like, 30 minutes. You can do anything in them. And those are the, those are the kind of things, like, if I'm doing um, just a ton of chicken breasts, I'll throw it in the pressure cooker or the slow cooker, pour it all in there, pour a jar of salsa in there, lock it up and like slow cook it overnight. And it's like super good salsa Mm -hmm. pulled chicken or whatever you Mm -hmm. can make burritos with. Yeah. Um, Things like that are super good for making like just bulk things. And the Insta, is it Insta or instant? I I, I don't know. Okay. Well, the. (laughs) Not a sponsor. The, (laughs) the fast cooker. Yeah. You can do frozen stuff too. Cause that's like mm-hmm. another big thing is like, if you think, oh, I have to like let this thaw and then like mm-hmm. cook it. Like, if you get those bad boys, you can throw frozen chicken in there and it does not take any more time. Like, right. it may take like another five minutes, but it's like, if you, for, if I forget, I'm like, oh crap, I didn't set the chicken out. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, have you seen that, t- that tweet or that meme where it's like, now I know why my mom was always so mad when she called and told me to set the chicken out and I didn't do it. <laughs> like, yep. I, totally get it now because yep. it derails your yeah. plans yeah yeah then you have to run it under hot water and then it like kind of cooks just from that and then you yes just, i will say um one hack if you've been pressure cooking chicken from frozen and you just can't stand the texture of it because it it's pretty rubbery it can um, yeah that's when you would want to thaw it out or like buy yeah. a thawed and um, one general tip for cooking chicken in, g- in general, general tip one in general, 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 dear God, um, <laughs> is to cook it like basically when it's almost to room temperature. Cause if you cook it when it's super cold, it's going to dry out like way before it gets oh. cooked. Um, so the texture is just not nearly as good. So that's why, yeah. that's when I take advantage of like marinating chicken. Um, yeah. cause if you're going to have to like leave it out a little bit anyway, might as well be soaking up some sugar free sauce. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'll just put in a little bit of chicken stock with it too. And that always mm. just helps. Yeah, too. for sure. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my other tip that kind of goes along with this, just in terms of like meal prepping tools is get a food scale. 
Yeah. Um, um, they're super cheap. And this is a thing that usually this causes a lot of friction for people that are starting to get into meal prepping and mm-hmm. people that have super specific physique or performance goals or what have you. Um, and then you tell them they need to get their diet in order and they're like, well, I eat super healthy. And I was like, and you tell them that, well, you have to basically measure your food every day mm-hmm. or else you don't actually know. And they're like, oh, not worth it anymore. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that much like the extra step of weighing your food on the way from the cooking vessel to the eating vessel <laughs> yeah. is like just a few seconds. And um, it's not that much more work. And you can, that is how you can actually super dial in your food to what you're trying to accomplish because then mm-hmm. you just put it in. My fitness pal or whatever, and you know exactly what you ate. Um, I remember when I started to weigh food, um, people in our family and like all my mm-hmm. friends and stuff would start to like, they just gave me endless crap for it, mm-hmm. thinking that like, I don't know. There was this weird point in time where everyone would give me crap for um, thinking that I was like, that they thought that I thought that I was like fat or something and like had this like body image issue or whatever and that I was like starving myself by weighing my food and it's just not the case because it has a stigma it does but in all in all seriousness I was trying to gain muscle yeah and the most important thing the most important macro in my opinion is protein like most people are severely deficient in protein especially if they're trying to gain muscle yeah um so I need to know how much meat I'm eating in order or not just meat but protein. how much yeah. protein I'm consuming and the main vehicle for that for me is meat Yeah. Um, to be able to achieve my goals. So just because someone's weighing their food doesn't mean that they have like body dysmorphia or, or whatever the yeah. condition is called. It just means that, you know, they have a goal and that's how that's literally the only way to accurately achieve that goal. So since and, you're talking about macros, why, like just in case someone doesn't know what is a macro. Uh, In the most simplest term. (laughs) So macro is short for macronutrient. um, And there are three macronutrients. So basically the the difference is macro and micronutrients, right? Yeah. So macronutrients are protein, fat, and carbs. Mm -hmm. And then micronutrients are like everything that comes in a multivitamin. Like, Mm -hmm. I think. Or like sodium, all those things. I don't know. I don't track any of that. I think fiber is a micronutrient. Yeah. Anyway. It's like all your, yeah. Really most importantly um, in the way of like knowing what your calories are at the end of the day is keeping track of your macronutrients. Um, I do know some people will count fiber as a macro. Yeah, I keep track of my fiber, but there's no, there's technically no caloric value in just fiber by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I don't count it. Or I think, I mean, technically there is, but it takes... It like takes away. It, it takes like, more energy to burn fiber than the fiber would actually give you. So that's yeah. why it's tech counted as zero. But yeah. Um. So protein is four calories per gram. Carbs are four calories per gram, and fats are nine calories per gram. Wow, um, you have that memorized. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh. I do this a lot. Oh my, I do too, but I don't have it memorized. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just shows us. Well, okay, we are. so like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just remember numbers and stuff, but, um, the, the way it's, I mean, the <laughs> reason really. that the reason that's good to know is because, um, like you can be in the store and saying, if I eat a serving of this, it's this many, it's this much, um, protein, whatever. And then it's easy to scale. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's useful information for some reason. Oh, for sure. I just don't. But I, do, I you, my body does not understand what the reason are. the reason that it's really valuable to know that is knowing how like increasing your fat intake can completely skew your calorie. Mm-hmm. That's why protein or <laughs> peanut butter can ruin your day in terms of like uh, calorie goals because yeah. um, like a couple spoonfuls of peanut butter in terms of percent of your daily caloric in- intake will be so much more than like one extra cracker or like a slice of bread or something because of just because of how fats are weighted um calorically so yeah hopefully i don't know i could do a whole episode on just like that kind of stuff the sciencey stuff so um, i think we have people that are interested so like i said if that's something you guys would want like a deep dive into let us know 
Yeah. It would be a lot of Jake talking and me <laughs> nodding. It would be a um, lot of me having to do a bunch of Googling beforehand. But but sometimes, um, you know, that's nice having someone explain it to you rather yeah. than having to find it yourself. Yeah. And I think that kind of like it, it seems a lot more daunting than it really is too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of information to take in all at once. But then once you kind of like go through it a couple of times, it's, it's simple. Yeah. But simple doesn't always mean easy. So I want, I want to make that Ooh. clear. <laughs> Ooh, dropping bombs. Drop the mic on that one. Ooh. What's your next tip? <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm derailing this conversation every time I talk. And uh, no, that's okay. My tips okay. aren't as good as yours. Um, my next tip is even though Jake only eats chicken and broccoli or that's a chicken, <laughs> a chicken and veggie option. Hey, last week I ate turkey sausage or tur- ground turkey instead of chicken. So. Oh, interesting. It's a good another idea. bird. Um. <laughs> okay, if, for those of you who watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. The episode of Thanksgiving when Charles is like, we're eating anything that like flies or swims. <laughs> we're eating its eggs. <laughs> like mm. you think. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my next tip is you don't just have to eat chicken and broccoli and rice, but that might be a good starting point so that you don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. The I think a lot of people are probably like, why do you keep referencing chicken, broccoli, and rice? Because that is like a super basic bodybuilder, athlete-styled meal prepping meal because you yeah. have your fats, you have a carb, and you have a fiber, which is the broccoli slash veggie. You always want to try and work a green or a veggie or a fruit into a meal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can add your fat with like olive oil on your chicken, olive oil cooked in with your broccoli, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Careful with that olive oil though. Yeah. Nine calories per gram. <laughs> That's another thing. It's a tablespoon is a serving and yep. usually a lot of people are pouring a, a lot on there. Yep. Also. That's why salads can get away from people too. Yes. Um, fun fact, I watched a whole documentary on olive oil and oh, how. Yeah. It makes more money for people. They deal olive oil than heroin. Really? Because most olive oil that you buy at the grocery store is cut with something else like vegetable oil or something Mm -hmm. that is not as good. And so people buy like the $5 EVOO, extra virgin olive oil. Um, And what you want is actually the ones that are $15 or $17 in like a, it's a, like a tin bottle. Mm. If it's a glass bottle, you want it to be tinted because otherwise it ruins the olive oil if it's like a clear bottle. Isn't, isn't there a way to where like if you can see like the fat starting to settle, that's a good thing because yeah. that means that there it's a, uh, I can't remember if it's like mono or poly, one of the two saturated fats. One of them's good for you and one of them's not. Yeah. The one that like sets up is the one that's good for you. And the one that stays yeah. um, oily all the time is not good for you. Yeah. And anyway. so I watched this documentary on how it's like literally people will like import olive oil, cut it with something that's not as expensive, like a vegetable oil or a canola oil, sell right. it. And people are eating it thinking it's healthy. Right. Because vegetable oil is not as healthy as olive oil, but it's cheaper. But fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. More you know. But anyways, my get a good <laughs> olive tip, oil guy. Yeah. So that maybe that is another tip of mine. Like, if you're gonna meal prep and go through the hassle of it, like know what you're buying and buy quality ingredients. Like the thing about meal prepping is, if it's for performance or physique goals, you do want it to be quality food. You don't want to meal prep pizza rolls and yeah cookies even though that's what i would meal prep (laughs) yeah there was a there's an interesting study that i saw i read this article not too long ago about um like there was two groups of people and all things equal they maintained like maintained the same macro and calorie breakdown one of them was group a was like all unprocessed food group Mm -hmm. b was all processed food um so technically they should have seen the same um, physique outcomes because macros and calories were matched in similar people with similar training styles. Um, but the people that were eating the processed food, like got a lot of, a lot fatter. 
Oh, and like interesting. a lot of their health markers, like they, they tracked a bunch of hormone markers and um, the appetite suppression hormone was like basically the one that tells you you're done eating. Mm-hmm. That was like super suppressed because of all the processed food. Mm-hmm. And the people who were eating the whole foods, like they felt full sooner and they like mo- more often than not didn't actually hit their calorie limit. Mm-hmm. Um, I should find that study because I don't want to be doing, I want to make sure I'm doing it justice. But basically there was this uh, theory that eating overly processed foods, they're being engineered to um, reduce your appetite suppression hormones to make you eat more. Ooh, conspiracy. Mm. Yeah. So I, I should try to find that. But anyway, all that to say is like there is a benefit to eating um, unprocessed whole foods over mm-hmm. like prepackaged things that you don't really know mm-hmm. how it was made. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean, like, I don't go through the effort of buying organic stuff because. Yeah. Um, I like I, th- I think, I think if you have the budget for it, um, that's probably the way to go. But I think yeah. there's like a, a good, better, best sort of strategy to meal yeah. prepping. And yeah. I'm somewhere between like good and better because yeah. I still go to Walmart and I buy five pounds of chicken every time. <laughs> and so like, I don't want to be, be spending, <laughs> I don't want to be spending two or $300 a week on organic yeah. food, you know? So I, I do what I can within my means. So I think yeah. you can go a long way. Um, without getting any everything from Whole Foods or without going to your farmer's market or whatever. But. And that can be really overwhelming too if you're starting and you're thinking, oh, I have to meal prep. Oh, I have to meal prep three meals for seven days and I have to buy all organic food and yeah. I have to read the labels. Like it can just like significantly get away from you. Yeah, I think like the most important tip that we've covered so far was yours of just like start small. Like yeah. you don't basically... Just do it in steps and like take the steps as they become more important to you. You know, like if you get to a point where you've got a bunch of extra money laying around or (laughs) or you decide that that is worth the investment for you for whatever you're trying to accomplish, then that's when you can take that next step. But yeah, um, you don't have to go from zero to a million right away. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people there's a lot of um, inertia to overcome whenever someone wants to make any sort of lifestyle change because mm-hmm. they think that, well, if I'm going to do it at all, I might as well do all of it. And that's mm-hmm. too much effort for me. And unfortunately I'm kind of that way. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like a psychopath about a lot of these things that I do, but, um, you don't have to be like me. If your brain doesn't work that way, that's fine. Like just ease into it and you'll be fine. Yeah. So do you have one more tip for us? Oh, let me scroll back up here. Um, yeah, I do. I've got two more. Uh, okay. I can hit them both because they're quick. Um, <laughs> okay. The first one is only prep what you need. Um, if you are able to like plan ahead enough to know how much you need. Um, and this basically mm-hmm. just avoids you from wasting. Yeah. Like my least favorite thing is when I, p- so a lot of times I won't prep seven meals just because I know, um, at least one or two nights a week, I'm going to go out to dinner with my girlfriend or like something's mm-hmm. going to come up and I'm going to do something for lunch at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to end up having to throw that meal away because it, you know, was in my fridge for too long. <laughs> um, so if you can avoid it, just like, just prep what you need and that'll save you money in the long run. Um, and one hack for this is if you end up like, um, something comes up and you go out to dinner with whoever, I don't know. Uh, but you have a, a dinner prepped, like when you get home, just take the meal from that day and put it in the freezer because yeah. then it'll keep and you can probably heat it up and get one mm-hmm. extra meal out of mm-hmm. it. So it'll be okay. That's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. That, I've thrown away probably oh, I hundreds know. of dollars worth of food in the last couple yeah. months. Just cause and of that. veggies go bad so fast. Yep. The things that you guys would not realize that you could freeze. You can freeze pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Like my my mom freezes everything. She freezes bread. Mm-hmm. cheese, milk, mm-hmm. almond milk. Almond milk gets a little watery, but you can still do it. It yeah. doesn't change anything about it, just the texture a little bit. Yeah, like if it sits in the freezer for months, you'll notice things. But like if you freeze, like sometimes I will make my seven pastas and I'll freeze two or three of them. Yeah. And by the time I get to them, like I just put them in the microwave for five minutes and they taste fine. You know? Yeah. As long as they're not in there for too long getting freezer burnt, I think you're yeah. okay. Um, and then my other last tip, just for the sake of convenience, and I kind of touched on this with like the pressure slash slow cooker, um, is the one pot meals. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. seen these, but basically, um, crap in a pan 
<laughs> recipes where you just take everything that you have and throw it in a pan mm. um, and then split it up for a couple of days. This is really good for like, you can do like stir fries with so- like kielbasa, like pre-cooked sausage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big one for me for a long time is I would just take a bunch of veggies, cut them up, throw them in the pan, throw pre-cooked sausage in there and then split that up over the course of a week. And it's, you only have to clean one pan. So mm-hmm. uh, nice. I'm all about yeah. the like convenient bulk meals. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's about, it's about all I got, man. Um, I'm pretty cut and dry when it comes to meal prepping. So <laughs> sounds like you've, you've really figured it out though for yourself. Yeah. I mean, for what I'm trying to do, I have, um, and really my saving grace is the fact that I basically work around knowing I'm going to eat out. Like I'm going to treat myself to like one or two or three meals every week. Yeah. So that's how I can kind of get through eating the same thing all the time and be pretty bland with it because I know I have at least one or two things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, If I was doing longer stints, like, um, I don't know if I was really like, say I was prepping for like a bodybuilding competition or something where, um, I was really trying to get super lean and I had to do that through the weekends. Like when I'm sitting around at home, mm-hmm. um, I would have a lot, a lot more difficult time with it. I'd have to get a little bit more clever about making things yeah. enjoyable. But um, for what I'm doing right now, you know, I'm just trying to practice the 80, 20 rule. So like yeah. during the week, I try to be pretty strict, um, not deviate too much. And then on the weekends, if I can have a good weekend, then great. But if not, you know, I don't stress, I don't sweat about it too much because, yeah. um, you know, I spent the way that my girlfriend and I spend quality time together is like sharing meals and I don't want to be eating out of a Tupperware Aww. with her. So we usually, go, <laughs> we usually go out to eat and have some drinks and stuff. And if the rest of my meals are dialed, then uh, I don't worry about it too much. But yeah, you know, things like this weekend where I had friends in town and then I also went to a holiday party and then I also had mm-hmm. this and that like mm-hmm. uh, probably didn't come out ahead this week. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of recovering from that. But in the mo- in the grand scheme of things, I think I'll be okay. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, are you? Do you have any more tips? Um, mine just kind of wraps up everything that we already talked about, which is it depends on your goals what your meal prep is going to look like. Hey, you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go this whole episode without saying it depends on what your goals are. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because like my meal prep serves a very different pers- purpose than someone else's right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like my meal prep is going to look a lot different than my mom's. She is a nurse, so she needs convenience solely, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is the type of person that like loves, co- like, I don't know. She like loves cooking, but she's like a great cook and she can yeah, find she like seven different things in her cupboard and it tastes amazing. And yep. she like, you know, makes these like pickled carrots and like all of this stuff in like, Hers looks a lot different than me just because I right now need like quantity and yeah. like specific like numbers. So I just need, I need proteins, fats, and carbs, which is why my meal prep can be a little bit more like choose your own adventure. Cause it's just like, okay, I need a carb. I need a fat. I need a protein and I need it to weigh this much. And yeah. here we are, um, which is different than has been in my previous lives i guess so um but you know and then those are different that's going to look different than your goals whereas you're you know a little bit more analytical about it because of what your goals are um yeah yeah i just think like don't it kind of just goes in with everything don't compare what someone else is doing if because that might not work for you then either yeah and and it might not be even what you are trying to accomplish like yeah if someone else is trying to get lean and you're trying to get big or you know you're training for something and they're just maintaining those are all vastly different lifestyles and warrant vastly different um foods yeah and macros are going to be different just person to person Mm -hmm. um which is going to change how you do your meals also if that matters to you if you're just looking for convenience like because you're sick of eating out that's gonna look way different than how i meal prep my food too and that might be something that you can then try making you know different meals and learning how to cook different meals if that's something interesting to you yeah and blah 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 blah. like it literally is just such a broad topic and right yeah that's why i kind of reacted the way i did when you said we're going to talk about how to meal prep and i was like (laughs) 
You want you want me to talk about how I meal prep or how like Steve down the street meal preps? Or? Yeah, which yeah. is also why like Pinterest can be very overwhelming because like mm-hmm. that Pinterest is a great tool if you know how to use it and you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like how to meal prep, it is like you're, you're washed, whoo, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. all that to say. Add it, to, add it to the relative, re, el, relatively relatable bingo card of you got to define your goals. <laughs> yeah. And then we should have a counter from there. Yeah. Of how many times Jake has said it, de- <laughs> it depends on your goals. Yep. That's usually, uh, you know, anytime someone asks me like, what should I be eating? What should I be doing in the gym? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know why people ask me this because I'm not a trainer. Like I don't even <laughs> advertise that I know anything about anything, but I always just say, what are your goals? We even advertise that we don't know anything about anything. Yeah. I try so hard to make sure that people know that I don't know anything. <laughs> like, please stop talking it, to me. It's like a liability, uh, <laughs> like the fine print of everything I say is just keep in mind that I'm not qualified. <laughs> That's literally, have you seen that tweet also where it's like when you give someone advice and you say, but I don't know, LOL. So yeah. that like, if something goes wrong, you're yeah. not liable. But that's just my opinion. Or that's just yeah. me. <laughs> that's just me, LOL. Yeah. Um. Flat. So yeah, our only other listener question was, is there a macro breakdown that I should follow for each meal and what are macros and why are they important? And basically, Jake kind of touched on that already. Macros help you achieve your goal. So it depends on your goal. There are resources that can help you find your macros. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think there is a specific macro breakdown that works for everyone or that like there's no hard, fast rule. mm -hmm. Um, I think what is most important is your daily and even more important than that is like your weekly macro goals. But if you want to, that's getting pretty vague, but like your, your overall daily intake is what's really important. So like if you skip a few grams of protein here, or like make up for it there, like it's fine. Like it'll all even out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you're hungry, eat. Yeah. I always say. Depending on your goals. Yes. (laughs) I think, so like, I think, uh, there is a bit of a misconception where like if your main goal is to, um, improve your body composition and get lean, which usually means lose weight. Um, you're probably always going to be a little bit hungry, but if it's to the point where uh, you're like crabby and it's affecting your mood, then that means yeah. you need to eat a little bit more. But if you're always like a two or a three on the hunger scale, then you're probably okay. You're but training if, your body. Yeah. If you're like ravenously hungry or you notice your mood or your temperament is dipping, then um, yeah, you could probably stand to eat something. Just eat a nanner. Eat a nanner. Nanner's going on. Or an apple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So every week, Jake and I do go tos. So, Jake, what was your go to this week? So, my go to this week is um, a company that we've mentioned before a couple times. And uh, I hate to beat a dead horse, but um, I started using Beam. Beam, sponsor us. Yeah. Third recommendation i'm i'm no stranger to cbd products um i used to use charlotte's web cbd for a while mm-hmm. um and kind of just got tired of paying for it to be honest because to mm-hmm. get good stuff like it's a it's a significant investment it I'm, is i'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna lie about that um for most people but um beam had a killer cyber monday sale um, yep. so shout out to beam for hooking hooking me up with that not that I'm special or anything, but I just took advantage <laughs> of the sale. Um, so I've been taking um, their CBD and, and it's great. But the thing that I really wanted to highlight was they sent me um, these little trials of their um, dream mix and their clarity mm-hmm. mix. So they're just like... Which are new. Yeah, they're just pre-mixed, um, like nootropic. Everything is um, natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um so I took the, is it like a is it like a serum or is it like no, a it's pill? a powder it's a powder and then oh, you, mi- okay. you mix it up. Um, so the the sleep one they say to mix it with warm water. So I did and it tasted pretty good and Ooh. it knocked me out cold. Ooh, uh, it's the best sleep that I've gotten in a long time. And this is a thing too. Like, um, so I I've taken CBD before and I I noticed the benefits of it in the way of my sleep mostly. Um, and I just haven't been sleeping well and I haven't realized how much it's affected my life and just my general Mm -hmm. mood and everything until Mm -hmm. I took 
just normal CBD a couple times. And then I took this stuff the other night. Um, in the last few days, like I've been in just so much better mood, like mm-hmm. things that usually send me off the rails just don't. <laughs> and it's really because of my sleep. Like I've been getting really good sleep um, and feeling pretty recovered. So I really thank Beam for that. Um, the nighttime one tasted pretty good. The daytime one tasted like garbage. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. It was not good. <laughs> but um, I think the I think the benefits of it outweighed the little... I'm used to just like kind of shooting things that don't taste very good. Like sometimes I take straight creatine and that tastes terrible. So oh. <laughs> I'm used to that sort of exercise. But yeah. if you but don't want to do that... In yeah, like a could, smoothie. Mix, I think that's yeah. what you're supposed to do. But oh. <laughs> like I said, I'm kind of a psychopath. So I just uh, put myself through more misery than I need to. But So what is it? It's a dream one. So like to help you sleep in the, is it focus is the other one? Yeah, just like alertness and focus. Um, so I, you take it I in can't the say that I noticed as much of an effect from that one. Um, but the sleep one definitely worked. And I think, you know, people that aren't so far, like, I have a really hard time focusing on anything. But mm-hmm. I think people that have just like a kind of hard time focusing on things would probably benefit from it more. Mm-hmm. But I have yeah. like such a deficit to yeah to come back from. But um, so I'll just or stick, someone stick to normal CBD for that. But like maybe if you're studying or you know you're gonna like need yeah, to be zoned you, in for a while. Need, I think it probably would have benefited me more to take that in the afternoon as like a Ooh. little bit of a jump because in the morning, like I really just need coffee (laughs) yeah to be honest I I did notice a little bit of an effect but I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that like I've heard so many people say I took CBD and it didn't do anything for me and I think they make the mistake of thinking that they're gonna like see colors in a new way or it's gonna like they're not gonna have any pain or like you know they're Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like some hallucinogenic um, yeah experience for them and it's it's really like you have to be I think to really appreciate the benefits of it, you have to be quite a bit more in tune with like how your body operates on a day-to-day basis. And like, mm-hmm. like I said, for me, I noticed a significant improvement just in um, my sleep and how that then improved my um, my mood in the next few yeah. days. So, Ooh, yeah. I'm excited to try their new dream mix then. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can buy like the combo pack. It's like 30 servings of both of them or like you can buy a big tub of one or whatever. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's still like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like it's cheap, but, um, I think if you're someone like me who has a really hard time sleeping and also has a really hard time waking up in the morning, like that kind of thing is super worth it, I think, just in the way of like having a quality day and if yeah. you need to be on mentally for a long day. Like I felt really um, attentive today at work just because I've been sleeping well. So, yeah. Were you groggy when you woke up in the morning? Uh, I was this morning because it has mel- the sleep one has melatonin in it. And I, oh, took, wow. I took it a little bit uh, later than I probably should have. So I think you're supposed to take it like half hour to an hour before bed and I took mm-hmm. it at like 10 o'clock and I probably should have <laughs> taken it at bedtime <laughs> yeah I should have taken it at like nine so I could have been asleep by 10 but um but I, I feel like once I got up and moving I realized that I felt rested it's just that like I yeah. didn't want to get out of bed which is yeah. <laughs> nothing new I don't think any yeah. sort of product will keep me from that feeling but yeah. okay yeah. well if you guys end up trying beam or if you're interested like let us know I want to know how you guys react to it and you know, if it's something that you guys enjoy, because we've recommended it three times now. Yeah. <laughs> all different products. And we too. get nothing from it. Like we get nothing. I'm, I'm all about like, this is another thing with like the decision fatigue. Once I found a, a find a company that I like, no matter what it is, like jeans, mm-hmm. shirts, whatever, like I stick with those companies just because I know what to expect. Um, and I don't think that like CBD is a thing that I'll need every day of my life for the ongoing future. Mm-hmm. But like, there are definite seasons where I'm more stressed out than others or like I'm not getting enough sleep or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This is a good one to lean on. So give it a it shot. It is. I love mine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my go-to this week is not nearly as beneficial in your daily life as my <laughs> CBD and my beam is. My go-to this week is my new faux fur coat that mm. I got from Target. Ethical. Yes. Um, I have wanted one for a whole year. 
And I didn't buy it for myself because I was like, I'm never going to wear it. Mm-hmm. It's like too extra, too bougie. <laughs> Which it is. Like, I'm not going to lie. Is, <laughs> but I had a big girls night um, with four of my friends. And I like we were doing this like big old bougie night anyways. And so my my roommate, Ashley, and my husband were like, just buy it, just buy it. And I put it on. And the minute I put it on, I was like, this is who I was always meant to be. <laughs> like, I felt yeah. so good. And I dressed mine down. So, like, my I wore it with a fur coat and, like, a strapless, like, sparkly top. But then I wore jeans and my, like, Adidas sneakers. Yeah. That are, like, white. And the whole outfit just, like, looked great. You can dress it up. You can dress it down. But the biggest thing about why it's my go-to is I saw this quote um, on Twitter. And if you haven't realized I quote a lot of things from Twitter, <laughs> all I do with my day, um, that this girl, her mom had passed. And as they were cleaning out her closet, there were so many clothes and shoes that the mom had saved for a special occasion or mm-hmm. like saved for a better day. Mm-hmm. And the tweet said, don't wait, just wear it. Mm. Just like lit, just like wear what you want to wear and mm-hmm. like enjoy it. And so that was the thing. I'd waited all year. I didn't buy it. I'd wanted one. I finally got it and I was in love. Mm-hmm. So get the coat, get the shoes, get the heels, yeah. get the jeans. Treat yourself. And just wear it. Yeah. Yep. And don't care what people say. Cause we went, we went out and we were at like a country bar. Yeah. And I'm wearing this like bougie fur coat. And I did not care. And I got hot and tied it around my waist like a mom <laughs> and I did not care. Nice. Yeah. But it was just like, I need, it was amazing. Yeah. It's so soft. Yeah. So. I think I, I kind of feel like everyone needs a piece like that in their wardrobe. Like yes. the thing that they feel for me, it's that hat that I have. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always feel like I can't wear it. I'm always like, I need to save it for another thing. Like just wear it, it. it sits in my closet and it was expensive. So I, yes. need, I need to just wear it more. Yeah, like clothes are meant to be worn. So, and I know that's a thing. Like, I know I have so many shoes in my closet, and sometimes it's just because they're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, there's not always going to be like a gala that you're going to, or like an event, or like birthday party that you think you need to wear this out. Like, if you're just going out to dinner with some girlfriends, and you have, or going to brunch, Mm -hmm. and you have a fur coat, or you have a hat, like, do it, my friend Tia. She always wears these cute hats mm-hmm. and I'm always like, she looks so cute in them. I just want to do that. Yeah. But like, I can't do that. It's like, why not? Like, right. she just wears it and rocks it and it's like, do it. Just, yep. yeah, just get, I, the, get the clothes. I always, we, I could do a whole nother episode on this, so I'll keep <laughs> this quick. But I always like convince myself that I can't pull things off. Yeah. And I have people like, you know, I wear like top coats and stuff. That's stuff that most people don't wear to the office. And people always say, mm-hmm. man, that looks really good, but I could never pull that off. And I'm like, dude, I just wear it. Like, mm-hmm. like I've started to get mm-hmm. over that. And I'm really happy that I have because I'm, I've developed like my own style, my own kind of mm-hmm. look. I know how to express myself with clothes. And I, I have a hard time finding things that fit me well and things that I actually like. So when I do, I want to wear them. So right. just wear it. You can definitely pull it off. Um, the only person that will think that you're not pulling it off is you because yep. if you were just wearing it and you're confident in it, looks good, man. I dig it. I can't do that. Yeah. Good note to end on. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.